0: Episode 160, Flip the Switch to Good Sex. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Alisa DiLorenzo.
1: And Tony DiLorenzo.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you all are having a fabulous week. Uh, You know, this is... I, you know, I typically start off the show saying this is the highlight of my week, but I've got to share real quick, just another highlight that I had this week. And that was that I actually had a date day with our son, Alex. Yeah. Last, uh, last weekend. And
1: and which is crazy because last week we just talked about, you know, if you didn't catch it on episode one fifty nine, just that, that struggle we've been having with him and some disciplinary issues.
0: Absolutely. And, um, Right after we recorded that podcast last week, I got really sick, like knocked out on the couch. Boom. But Alex had a mission project that was due, and I told him I was going to go up to the mission with him and we were going to do this day. And so all night he's like, mom, are you going to be okay? Mom, are you going to be okay? And I have to tell you, if any of you are struggling with your children, you know, with the behavioral issues or disciplinary, whatever it is, spend some time one-on-one with them. I spent, gosh, probably about four hours, four or five hours with Alex with okay. the drive up and the project. And and it was such such a neat experience because he's the older child. He, you know, usually it's got his sister tagging along and all this kind of stuff. And, I, you know, I realized that he just needs some more one-on-one time. And it's interesting because that's what our spouses need too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this fabulous five hours with Alex and we got to talk and just hear kind of what's going on in his world. And, and he's so funny because now he's almost as tall as I am. So, you know, when he comes up to hug me and kiss me, he's like right there, boom, right in my face. Um, But having that time with him and looking at that chunk of time that I carved out for my son also made me think about, I need to do the same thing. We all need to do the same thing for our spouses, It's just as important to carve out that time because they may, you know, our spouses may not, you know, get in trouble at school and they may not, you know, pick on their siblings because they're not getting time for us, but it manifests itself in other ways. So my advice to you is A, spend time with your kids, but recognize that you also need to spend time and carve out that same important time, probably more important time with your spouses. So that's my little, you know, tip kind of, of the week, tip of the week, carve out the time, carve out the time. But we want to talk about uh, good sex. We love talking about good sex. Right. And you know, before we go any further in the podcast, know that whenever you want to get in touch with us, we're here for you. Whether you want to call in, cause you hear something on the episode and you're like, Oh my gosh, I've got to, <laughs> I got to share something with Tony and Elisa. Call us. 858 You can reach us anytime, day or night, any time zone you're in. It's Google Voice. It just picks up for us. Secondly, if you'd prefer to email, send it to info at one extraordinary It's super easy. And guys, we love your stories. We love hearing what's going on in your lives. We, because. You do such a good job of emailing us. We're a little bit behind in responding to them, but know that all of your messages are being read. And you know, like Tony has shared with you, we're working out a system to get the responses in a more timely fashion to you.
1: And I think more importantly, know that each and every night when Elise and I come together and pray, we pray over you. Absolutely. And we may not say you by name because that would get very long, <laughs> but know that we are here and we are praying over you. Mm -hmm. And so with that, we want to just thank you again for making the one extraordinary marriage podcast, the number three marriage podcast in iTunes. It is such an honor and humbling to know that you guys listen in each and every week. And one big ask we have for you this week, if you could just go over there, review us, rate us, it'll take a couple of seconds, maybe a minute or more. If you're going to write a review but that lets others know what's happening here, and the big thing is is that we reach more people around the world. And for those of you who are interested in becoming in, in coming beside us and being a sponsor of the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, contact me directly. Ask Tony at marriage dot com, or you can also call in that voicemail listener line eight five eight eight seven six five. 663. And this week we got some hugs. We got, we got a, some great hugs. We got a lot of hugs this week and we we want to jump in on these because each of them are different in their own way but they're just awesome. The first one we got was and this was a DM to me directly and it just says kids both sleeping in their own room now. Ordered 100 condoms off Amazon coincidence? I don't think so.
0: I think somebody's going to try and put our 60 days of sex challenge to shame. That's fabulous. It's yeah. amazing when the kids get into their own rooms, what that does for intimacy.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if, if you're out there and you're struggling with that, you know, getting your child to sleep in the room, we know that issue. Even to this day, our seven year old still loves to jump into our bedroom somewhere in the wee hours of the morning, which really... Honestly, is a bit of a frustrating time because I would love to have more morning sex and that gets shot out the window when little one comes knocking on the door at 3.30 in the morning.
0: Yeah, sometime between 3.30 and
1: 6.30. So we get it. But if you have younger children and you're still trying to figure out the crying and all that, seek out resources. I mean, Elisa and I have and had to go through that in the past with both of our kids and Letting them scream it out and cry it out and figure out that, you know what, they can sleep in their room. And that is a struggle. And I think that might be a podcast we could even do here in the future because that is a struggle Mm -hmm. in having that happen. But for these guys, they're making it happen. He has his condoms coming. It's good to go.
0: The second one that we got um, says, I just listened to episode 66, which was did not finish. I continue to be grateful, not only for your recent podcast, but the whole body of your work. My wife and I had just attempted a 10 day challenge and didn't quite get there eight times in nine days. If you include the initial attempt and hiccup, it was 11 times in 15 days. Okay. That's fabulous. That's Uh, fabulous. But this writer goes on to say, I was feeling a little down that we didn't succeed, but your podcast really made me look back and realize that what we did was a serious accomplishment. We talked afterwards and in so doing feel we learned some valuable information. The communication did improve and we are already looking forward to trying again when our schedules are more conducive. First lesson learned.
1: You know, what I got to say to this is look at your successes, folks. Mm -hmm. We are so critical of ourselves. We are so critical of our marriages. We are so critical of our spouses and we really and honestly need to celebrate our successes. Because this to me, this is success. 11 and 15 days, that's dang awesome. Really, that is fantastic. More importantly, what I find to be the success, and they did too, is our communication improved. Mm -hmm. That's a success. So celebrate that in some way, some fashion. Maybe you guys can jam out to a date night and just celebrate, do something fun. Maybe you can't do that right now. It's there's too much going on in your life. Have something that you guys can do in your home after the kids get to bed, have some way to celebrate, start a new tradition. Let's celebrate our marriages, folks. Let's do that.
0: Does anybody else hear the song in the background? S- celebrate good. Sorry. It just, Time's come on. Dun, just dun, popped dun, dun, into dun. my head as you he keep saying.
1: Yeah. But it, it, it's so true. We need to celebrate. There are so many negative words and so much negative media coming in on marriage that we just look down upon it. And you know what? We're here to celebrate it. And we celebrate it each and every week.
0: I'm telling you, if these if these guys if their friends knew what they'd done, they'd be celebrating for them because that's just an accomplishment that most couples, you know, in in the general world, do not have on a regular basis. Plus, they also learn that you got to check out the schedules because you know scheduling can be a challenge to any type of sex yeah um, sex challenge. So read the last one.
1: And I got the last one here. I've gotten my wife started listening to y'all, to which I am totally ecstatic about. We have gone onto iTunes and downloaded every single podcast y'all have ever done since day one and are listening to them. Thank you very much. You guys rock. Since my wife and I have been married, we have worked opposite shifts, me working nights and her working days. After listening to podcast number 43, I Don't Want the World, I Want You, and discussing it with my wife, I went to my supervisor and asked for a transfer to the day shift. The little bit of extra money... I make for working nights isn't worth it anymore. Thanks to God, I was granted my transfer. In 15 days, I will be moving to day shift, and we will finally, for the first time, be on the same schedule, and we have been making plans for our marriage when this play, when this takes place. Once our, ske- once our schedules coincide, we are going to do a sex challenge, and we are going to start the intimacy lifestyle. I have so much to look forward to, and I can't hardly wait to get it all started. I wanted to tell you all also thank you for telling us that it is okay to pray about our sexual intimacy and desire. My wife struggles with low sexual desire and we have started.
0: Okay. I just got to say, we got this email and I was doing the happy dance in our kitchen because here's a couple that is making positive change. They looked at their whole relationship and said, "The, the little bit of extra money It's not worth it to be on opposite schedules, you know, and I know a lot of you do work opposite schedules. We've heard from you in their case, you know, we know sometimes you don't have the luxury that he had of being able to go to his supervisor and get that changed. And you know, everybody's circumstance is different in their circumstances. They're able to make it work where they can shift both to the day shift. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this going, Oh my gosh. I mean, they're going to be like newlyweds again.
1: Well, and don't, don't, don't discount what you could possibly do. You may be thinking in your mind that I could never do that. Well, if you don't open your mouth and you don't ask, you'll never know. And so that's something that you guys have to determine. Mm-hmm. Is this something you want? Obviously, this husband wanted that. He was he was at the point where the little extra money he was making wasn't worth the issues of not being able to hang out with his wife each and every day at some point of the day. And so I think a lot of us and us included, will put ourselves in boxes and this is what we can do. This is all we can do. And to get outside of that box can be scary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we've been there and we are there. That's why we pray a ton every night. But, you know, maybe it's time to just step out a little bit and ask your supervisor. Hey, you know what? I noticed a, a, a position open during the day. I want to apply for that one. Or are there any going to be opening up here? You know, find out, ask questions, see what could happen.
0: And talk to your spouse. I mean, and here, these guys sat down and had a conversation about the dynamics of their marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was a serious state of your marriage conversation. Yeah to figure out what's working and what's not and what are the possibilities for change. Mm -hmm. And I love that they've now got a plan. You know, when he switches to the day shift, they're gonna work on their physical and emotional intimacy right away. They're gonna get reconnected with one another by doing the challenge and then they're already planning to adopt the intimacy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. They've got a plan that they're putting in motion to make the foundation of their marriage rock solid which is going to impact not just their relationship, but their community, the other people that they know, it's going to be huge. Yeah. One decision, one decision has that much power. So like I said, congrats um, and thank you to everyone that did send us hugs this week. We love sharing them with all of you, but let's jump into the of today. Yeah. And that's, you know, flipping the switch to good sex and this stems out of a lot of different conversations that we've had with people. And, and even myself, I was raised in a Catholic family. Uh, we, I went to Catholic schools for 11 years. Uh, you know, we were in church every Sunday, second pew on the right. That was, that was our family pew. Um, it didn't have our name on it, but nobody else sat there. So, you know, I had all of this doctrine growing up and I know many of you were raised in religious families that may not have been Catholic but you were raised in, in families that where church and faith was important and you were told from the you know the very very beginning that sex was bad so you know don't get yourself in trouble don't get a girl pregnant And I know those of you that have listened to us for a while or have downloaded all the podcasts you've heard the episodes where Tony's dad told him don't get a girl pregnant
1: mm-hmm.
0: not how to you know no sex talk just don't get her pregnant
1: yeah and And so this week what we really want to just talk about is how do we flip that switch in our, in our brain? How do we flip this switch from going and hearing these sex is bad in some of your households, your parents didn't even know how to use the word penis and vagina. And those are the anatomical given names for our private parts. They didn't know how to use that with you. So they made up these fun little names. The hoo-ha and the hee-ha and whatever you want to Mr. PP. Mr. PP and this and that and the other. And so you've been brought up with not even going, well, it's not, I'm not even using the anatomically correct name. I've been told it was bad by my parents. I was told it, it was bad going through youth group. I was told it was bad from my teachers. I, told, I, I was told it was bad from everybody around me. And then I got married. Guys, th- this goes for guys and gals, too. Believe me. Let's wipe the stereotype away that it's only the women who, who hear this. Us men hear this just as much. Just as much. And we have performance anxiety because of it. But then our wedding day comes around. You look into, you look into the, you, the eyes of your beautiful spouse you have such an amazing day, it's fun filled, it's all this good stuff, and then that night you're supposed to just flip the switch and have great sex. How many of you, how many of you out there have had that? You know, even if you are having sex before marriage, there is that point where you get married and then you're like, oh my gosh, now it's gonna be even better. Because we're married.
0: We're married. It's married sex.
1: And, and I get that because that's where I was. You know, I get that. Elisa and I had sex before marriage. But it was in my mind that, wow, well, once we get married, there's going to be this amazing bond between us, and, it, and it's real, it's going to be upped. We're going to have even better sex now. Uh, wrong. Not the case. And so what we really want to talk about today is How do we flip that switch in our brains so that we can have amazing sexual intimacy with our spouse Mm -hmm. because it's a physical act as we all know, but what I have learned and what Elisa and I have learned together is that there's a lot of emotional intimacy involved.
0: And you know, it starts at the very beginning you've got to start talking about your sex life. And this is not a one-time conversation. It's not like, well, what do you want to do? It's no, this conversation will evolve and change over all the years that you are married Mm -hmm. because you will have different seasons of life that you go through. I mean, there's the, there's the newlywed season. There's the new baby home from the hospital season. There's the, you know, the kids are out till, you know, the teenagers are out till midnight and you know, we're up, late season. There's the empty nester season. There are all these different seasons that will happen in your life. And so it's not a one-time conversation and it's not, it's not even talking about what your expectations are. It's talking about where you came from. Uh What sexual information have you received growing up? What are those little tapes running in your head those messages that say, "Well, I'm not, you know, good girls don't do that." Good 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 girls don't get naked in front of guys, even if it's her husband. You know, they slide into bed, they strip off the clothes and then, you know, they have sex and they cover themselves back up. I'm here to tell you, girl, good girls can be naked in front of their husbands. They can actually walk around the house naked. It's okay. And some of you right now are just going, "Oh my gosh, did she just say that?" I did. I did because I want to challenge both men and women to say, you know what? Within the confines of a healthy, loving marriage, you can have amazing sex, but you got to talk about it. You got to know where your spouse is coming from.
1: And at different times in your marriage, this needs to be addressed. It has to be. You are at a different place a month into your marriage, than you are 10 years into your marriage. And if you expect your spouse and yourself to be doing the same thing you did a month in as you did 10 years in, you're probably frustrated. Mm -hmm. We get it. The problem is is that each area, each change in life, we need to come back and we need to address what are our likes. What are our fears? What are we dealing with when it comes to our sexual intimacy? And you can grab our 77 questions to get the conversation started at com slash newsletter. And that is 77 questions that are going to talk, that are going to help you guys talk about the six forms of intimacy.
0: Specifically, that there is a section on there dealing with physical intimacy.
1: And emotional. And emotional yes.
0: intimacy. I mean, I, I want you guys to... This is a resource that we make available to everyone that signs up for the newsletter. But as we talk about this subject in particular, I want you guys to sign up for that and grab, that, grab those questions. Because if this is an area that you're struggling with, being able to talk through those questions on emotional intimacy and on physical intimacy are going to help you. Because sometimes you don't know the words to say. Right. And, and we didn't. That's why we created a resource to help us. And in turn, be able to share that with you because sometimes it's awkward, especially if you were raised in a family that never talked about sex and now you're married and you're listening to us and you're thinking, okay guys, I have no idea how to talk about sex. What do I say? You know, and acknowledge that it's going to be awkward. Mm -hmm. It, It takes practice to learn how to talk to your spouse about your sex life. It's not a given. The second thing that you've got to do is you've got to learn what works. Just because Cosmo Magazine puts it in their, you know, latest issue that this is how to, you know, get and keep your man doesn't mean it's going to work for your husband. (laughs) Just because, you know, the buddies are all talking about what works for their wives doesn't mean it's going to work for your wife. You've got to find out what works for each other. And, and, you know, I got to tell you guys, I mean, practice makes perfect here. Practice is a good thing. Study your spouse, spend time exploring their body. And finding out what touches they like, and what touches they don't like—that is valuable information. You know, you are going to have those times when your spouse is like, mm, "You know what? That, that's that's not doing it for me."
1: That happened the last not last night, but this week for us.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was just one of those like mm. we got
1: into a new position, and it just it just was like, "All right, you just you just it completely just, it, like
0: I lost the entire mood."
1: Yeah, it was just like, "Um, okay." So hey, when that happens, you can be deflated. I get it. I was a bit deflated myself. I'm like, "Oh, crud. I tried something new, didn't work out. Now Elisa's like totally not there." And what we did is we just, you know, we looked at each other and said, "Okay. You know what? That didn't work. We're still here. We're still connected. We still want to do this. So let's let's get ourselves back into the mindset and just move forward." I'm not going to dwell on what didn't work. We're going to just move forward. And we ended up having a fantastic session.
0: And part of that comes out of the fact that as we've developed our sexual communication, as we've developed that ability to talk mm-hmm. to one another, if one of the other of us says this isn't working, it's not it's not an ego killer. It's just this doesn't feel good. Uh,
1: and, and we and want even, it to we want it to feel good. Right. And even though it's not an ego killer, it can be, don't, don't get me wrong. I was sitting there that night going, oh man, cause I really sort of enjoyed that. I thought that was cool. And then I just had to go, you know what? It's not all about me. You know, I'm here to be a servant lover. And if it's, if I am not serving Elisa in the bedroom while we're having sex and that's uncomfortable to her, then this isn't worth it. It's not about me. And I had to remember that. I had to go, you know what? This isn't about me. This is about me satisfying my wife and letting her enjoy this just as much as I am.
0: And, and you know, part of that study is, and I've shared this with you guys before, it's learning, ladies, it's learning how your cycle impacts your sex life. Guys, it's learning how your wife's cycle impacts your sex life. <laughs>
1: It works learning about the cycle.
0: It's learning about the cycle. Cause I will tell you, I've shared it in the past, you know, right around ovulation, it's all systems go on virtually anything. You know, God hardwired us that way so that we'd be very receptive to the men in our lives, to our husbands to saying, you know, come and get me, Uh, you know, that type of thing. And yet, you know, as I get closer to my period, I'm not nearly as adventurous. And that's something that has taken us years to figure out but impacts our sex life every month. How I ebb and flow over 26 days, 28 days, you know, that, that's the one thing that's not consistent. But, you know, learning that about yourselves, being able to talk about that. Some of you have probably, some of you ladies have probably never talked to your husband about your period. Okay. It impacts your sex life, your hormones, your cycle, your receptiveness. It's a conversation to have. It's a conversation to have when you're stressed at work and that's impacting your desire at home because of your burdens, whether it's conflict at work or conflict with family, all of those things, they get inside your head because that's where we process and can become obstacles to having good sex. And you've got to unpack that, you've got to you've got to have that communication. you've got to be studying, because if you're all wrapped up in sex is bad, sex is bad, and you've got all this junk going through your head, and you're not communicating with your spouse about what feels good, what doesn't feel good, then you get lost. And you can't have that connection, but it's all about being able to flip that switch. It's, it's taking what's been told is bad or what is bad in your life right now and saying, you know, what, I'm going to make this a positive encounter with my husband or wife. I'm flipping that switch. I'm making it good. You have, to, you have to work at this, guys. It doesn't just happen. And the last thing that you need to do, you need to have sex with your husband or wife. It seems like a very common sense way to end this, but some of you aren't. And some of you aren't having sex frequently. You cannot learn what works. If you're having sex once a month, there's a lot that happens in a month. You may forget from month to month what works. This is where the intimacy lifestyle comes into play. Just like that listener that wrote in about how they're going to do the seven days of sex challenge and they're going to parlay that into the intimacy lifestyle. You've got to practice to make it good. You've got to practice and have sex to undo all of those negative messages that you brought into it. All of those negative messages about sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. I'm telling you, you start having a lot of good sex, you're going to forget that you ever really, you know, consider that sex was bad.
1: Right. And when you do get tied up into that, these are, these are, thoughts from our past these are this is advice from our past and we need to know that we are moving forward in our lives Mm -hmm. in our marriage we want change and to have change we need to relinquish what has happened in the past it's hard it's really hard and I know I can hold on to the past, but it will drive you down because you're not able to start a new foundation. You're not able to build what you too desire to have. And so it may be this point in time where you write down all those negative thoughts that you had on paper about sex, you know, Write them all down. Do something that helps you release it. It might mean that you just talk out loud into a tape recorder, or a digital recorder. Tape recorder. I'm I'm thinking of mixtape. Showing my. Ancient. uh, I know.
0: Got that big birthday coming up, dude. You're getting old. I know.
1: So it might be one of those things where you just really need to relinquish all of this and what what you're holding on to. And bury it. Be done with it. Burn it. Find a, a, a fireplace safe, you know, container. Burn it. Let it go. Because I will tell you from experience, holding on to the past will drive you down. You're not gonna be able to have the sex, the intimacy, the romance, the passion that you desire because it's always sitting in the back of your head. And this takes time. I'm not going to say you're going to burn that piece of paper and then all of a sudden it's just gone. No. But as you work together and you talk about this stuff, and every time you talk about it, you're going, it's done. It's done. It's done. That's it. We can take you from where you are today and you can move forward going, it's going to be awesome because it's change that I am going to seek. I'm not going to let the past determine what we're going to be doing in the future. Cause that's where it gets awesome. That's where it gets amazing. And if there's one thing that I've been able to do over the last five years of my marriage is get rid of all the past. Just it's done. You know, it's happened. I'm moving on. I'm moving on because all it does is pull me down And take me away from truly experiencing that sexual pleasure that Elisa and I can have together.
0: And, you know, as I sit here listening to Tony, I'm just struck by the fact that each one of you listening to this podcast, you have two choices. You can either choose to react and continue to react to circumstances as they come your way. You react, you react, you react, oh, this happened. Oh, you know, this was my sexual past. This was my, you know, sexual history. This was, and I'm just reacting, 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 or you can choose to create the life that you want. And it's a choice. Do you constantly want to just be, I don't want to use the word victim, but that's kind of the, that's the word that comes to mind, a victim of your past wallowing, not being proactive. Or do you want to make that shift to say, you know what? I chose my spouse and my spouse chose me. God has given us this amazing gift of sex. So what can I do today to create good, if not great sex in my marriage? What's it going to take? Do we need to start at step number one and just start talking about it? Is that where we are? Do Are we at the point where, You know, we just need to explore a little bit. We need to learn what those touches are and we need to, you know, figure that out. Or are we at the point where, you know, we kind of know what works and we've talked about it and we just need to have more sex. Think about where you are as you're listening to this podcast and make a choice to create the life that you want this week.
1: Mm -hmm. And remember, issues, big issues, big issues that happen in your marriage require you to go back and look at each three of these, right? Something happens in your marriage that's life transforming. You need to go back and start at step one. Mm -hmm. Because again, what happened 10 years ago is completely different. You are a completely different person. Your spouse is a completely different person than then. And so to think that what we did 10 years ago is going to satisfy us now is ludicrous. It's craziness. And so you got to look at where you're at. And just like Elisa and I, 16 years in, We'll continue to do this as we grow through the years because where we are now at 16 years is going to be so different at 26 years. You know?
0: 26 years, we're going to be empty nesters. Exactly. It's going to be dramatically different.
1: Exactly. We are going to be in a place in our life where we are going to have to, it's just going to be transformational again because no kids. I mean, how does that affect us? How does that impact our lives, our sexual intimacy, our emotional intimacy, missing them, being together in a home where we don't have the, the screaming and the crying and the, and the hugs and the love and the, and the singing and the book reading and that time just sitting together watching movies with the family? Each stage of our lives impacts our sexual intimacy. Each stage impacts our sexual intimacy and are you willing to grow through those together and if you are start at the top we're gonna talk about it we're gonna figure out what it is two right we're going to what is number two i just lost it two is practice practice exploring learning yep we're gonna relearn you know we're gonna find out what happens menopause big life change boys And girls, you need to be talking through this together. Mm -hmm. You need to be talking about this together and learning about this, you know. And third, you know, practice it. Get out there. Do it. Find the change. You know, find the ways that are gonna make it work for the two of you. None of us are alike. What Elisa and I find enjoyable and pleasurable, you may not. So you got to find out what works for the two of you. And I'm going to, I want to read this quote that I found that I think really sums up what we've been talking about when it comes to change. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. That's by Socrates.
0: Socrates.
1: Socrates. 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 All right. Socrates.
0: <laughs> okay, That's your little humor to end the podcast.
1: To end the podcast. Hey, I never said I knew how to read everybody's name. I know how to talk about sex though.
0: All right. Well, that's what, they, that's what they're listening for.
1: Exactly. So don't waste all the, that energy fighting that old. You know, don't, don't fight it. Put that energy on building the new. And that's building you guys up, building where you are today and moving forward.
0: Guys, just go do it. Move forward. Don't wait for the perfect day. Don't wait for the blue moon. Don't wait for the stars to line up. Don't wait to have enough money. Don't wait to have enough time. You're never going to have those things. There's never going to be enough. So do it today. Just start.
1: Break the routines. It, it's tough. It's, it can be very uncomfortable mm-hmm. is, is what I would say they are. And get out of it. You know, find time to schedule sex. If you want to do a seven days of sex challenge, look at your calendars together. Sit down. Put it on the calendar.
0: If you need a resource, pick up the book, seven days of sex challenge. We spell it out for you
1: each and every day. If you want to start the intimacy lifestyle that Alisa and I have been doing for three plus years now, having sex twice a week where I initiate one time a week and she initiates one time a week, go listen to episode one hundred and forty, scheduling sex, but you guys need to come together, make it a priority and don't allow the old, To creep back in. You keep that old at bay. You don't pay. You don't put all your energy into it. You put your energy into the new. You're going to put your energy into. The intimacy lifestyle. We are going to make it happen. That's the way you got to look at it. And yes work is going to come in. And yes kids are going to come in. And yes activities are going to come. In and out. But. You continue to stick to your guns and you go, this is worth it. Mm -hmm. This is worth it. We want it. We're going to flip the switch and we're going to change from looking at sex as being bad and not fun and not enjoyable to it's amazing. It's awesome. We are doing things that please us like never before. And that's where it comes. The value comes in is where you guys go. This is how it works for us, and it is good. So go out there this week. Flip the switch. Have amazing sex together. Talk about it. Practice it. Explore each other, and enjoy it. Most of all, enjoy it, and build that foundation, that new foundation, for years to come. You guys thank you for another amazing and awesome week. We love you. We hope that you just have a wonderful day and, um, we'll catch you next week. Take care.